to the Dreamcast. I am your host, Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories that will inspire you to dive deep, break through your own personal glass ceiling, and design a life of your dreams. I believe that we can thrive in all areas of life at the same time. But where do we begin? Personally, financially, spiritually, relationally... And often because we don't know where to focus, we do nothing. At least that's the space I lived in for several years. I know what it feels like to constantly be spinning my wheels. And that's exactly why I created the Dream Life Daily Journal. After working through the Dream Life Action Planner, we need to do something every day so we actually take steps in the direction we desire. Throughout the years, I've developed success habits that have helped me to create a Dream 10 life in all areas by focusing on one area at a time. And I teach you exactly what to do each and every day in the Dream Life Daily Journal. You'll find a gratitude game every day to start the morning off right. A space for prayer, meditation, journaling. A space to write down your clear and intentional dream life goal with affirmations and visualizations connected to that goal. You'll then have a spot to write down your dream life action to-do list so you can be intentionally taking action towards your goal every single day. I know that by completing the Dream Life Daily Journal every day for at least 30 days, you can create momentum. And when you do that, my friends, you can live your dream life too. Check out the dreamlifetoolkit.com or Amazon to get your copy of the Dream Life Daily Journal today. Hey, 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 and welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am so excited for this solo episode today, and I don't know if you've noticed, but I have not been posting very many solo episodes on the Dreamcast this year. Last year, I did at least two a month. This year, I have spent time doing amazing interviews with some fantastic people. In fact, maybe one episode should be all of the things I've learned just by interviewing these really amazing goal-getters who have all persevered, overcome, and adapted to amazing stories. And you guys know, you've listened to them. But uh, but I've spent most of my solo time doing videos for YouTube this year, which has been really cool, kind of learning a new skill, trying something new, and, um, and creating content for YouTube. So if you are not subscribed to my YouTube channel, I invite you to hang out with me there as well. I've been posting at least once a week on YouTube. But today's interview is a bit more longer form. It's a bit of thoughts that I've been wrestling with, working through, thinking about, settling into for the past few months. Honestly, probably even longer than that, because anytime I go through a pivot, a turning point, um, a, a switch, a transition, I go through it again. <laughs> and I recently listened to a Rob cast. If you guys don't know Rob Bell, he was a pastor here in Grand Rapids and he now lives in California. His platform is the Rob cast where he shares weekly sermons, teachings, and then he travels throughout the year as well to, to teach all around the world really. And I've learned so, so much from him. And recently he did a podcast entitled and an anatomy of restlessness. And I probably sent it to about eight people because I thought, oh my gosh, this 
is me. This has been me several times in my life, and I loved the way that he described it. So I'll post that in the show notes below as well if you're interested in taking a listen. But let's first dive into what is restlessness. So the spirit of restlessness. You can think of it as when you kind of just know you're made for more. Maybe you feel a bit bored. Maybe you feel like, all right, this isn't jiving with me anymore. And for me, I've felt the spirit of restlessness kind of like calling me or asking me to take a step in a new direction several times in my life. And when I've when I've hit this pivotal point or this transition point, it feels like a pivot because you're you know, you're going in one direction for a while and now you're changing. And that change to me, that pivot point to me is what Dreamcast is all about, because we all have these points in our life where we go, all right, do we stay headed in the same direction or do we make a change? And a couple of things have happened within my life when I've been asking myself that same question. Am I going in the same direction or do I pivot? Do I change? Do I evolve? Sometimes, for example, when I was working at community mental health as a clinical psychologist, I knew I was made for more. I knew I had something to say. I knew I wanted to love as many people as possible and help people know how awesome they were. And I felt restless because I wasn't really able to do that at my current position. And a couple things happened. So at first, right, when I got my job, I had graduated from Wheaton uh, with my master's in community mental health. And I got my first job and I was so excited The way that Rob defines this is it's like the spirit versus the form. So the form here was my job at community mental health and my spirit was excited. I was excited for it. I was ready for it. I was ready to conquer the world. But over time, the spirit started to evolve. He describes it as a cloud kind of moving, maybe three steps ahead of where you are today. And we have that choice. Do we stay where we are or do we follow the spirit? Do we follow the cloud? And for me, I stayed in that position for five years because a couple of things. Number one, I didn't know what else to do. I wasn't raised in a situation that taught me to follow the spirit or that taught me to follow my joy or that there was other options besides staying in a J-O-B for 30 years, hating every minute of it, (laughs) waiting for retirement. That was the worldview I grew up in. So I stayed there because number one, I didn't know what else to do. Number two, part of me felt guilty. You know, because I, this is what I wanted to do for a long time was work with families and work with kids and help poor belief. And I felt like I should be grateful to have a job. I should be grateful that I got a job in my career. I should, you know what I mean? Like all of these shoulds kept me in that same position. Now, when we talk about the form versus the spirit, you know that when something's new, often it's exciting and you have a honeymoon phase and then sometimes we have to keep it exciting. So we get to keep renewing the spirit in the same form. For example, uh, a marriage, you know, you get to keep reigniting the spirit in the same form or parenting. You know, you're not just going to you know, switch children or something. So you reignite the spirit in the same 
form. My business, I've been working my business for over 12 years now. That's the same form, but I've reignited my spirit several times throughout that when I, um, you know, redreamed or I set new goals or I learned a new skill within the realm of the business. And so the form didn't change, but I was able to reignite my spirit within the same form. But sometimes we have to switch forms. We get to follow the spirit to a new form. And that's when fear can creep in, you know, and that's kind of when we're all trying to figure it out. Do we reignite the spirit with this form or do we follow the spirit to where it may lead and into a new form? And honestly, the question that I have consistently had to ask myself, whether I was as a camp counselor or in grad school or at my job or within my business is, do I reignite my spirit or do I change the form? And I think so many of us wrestle with this all the time. I mean, this is the confusion. This is the cloudiness. This is the uncertainty. This is when we don't want to mess it up and we do nothing. Or this is kind of where we stay stuck. Our spirit has moved. So do we try to reignite it? Or do we step into where the spirit is now? So a couple of things that I have learned on this journey of restlessness is you know, uh, like how do you know joy versus spirit or form versus spirit? How do you know? Do you change the spirit? Do you change the form? So a couple things that I've learned. Number one is the joy in the daily grind. So for me, when I've had my spirit excited within the form, meaning I was, my soul was on fire within my business for a lot, a lot of years. And I knew this is where I was supposed to be. And I knew I was helping people and I was so excited and I was changing the world within my team and beyond and I was adding value and I was casting belief and I was doing all the things I love to do that didn't mean every day was joyful. I, ca I call it joy in the daily grind, following your joy in the daily grind. Cause there were some times where I was like, I would rather go to bed than stay up for a nine or 10 o'clock call. I would rather, um, you know, go meet my friends for dinner than go do this party. You know, there were certainly times when I didn't want to to do the X, Y, and Z tasks needed for my current form or, you know, my business. But what kept my spirit alive in those moments was the long-term view of this is what I wanted. And I knew I really was excited about it and I knew I was going there. So it, it's this element of having a long-term vision and being excited about that. And then you're more willing to do the daily grind activities that maybe we don't always want to do. You know, I say I work my business based on what I want, not based on how I feel. And so there's this element of my spirit was here and I was excited about it because I was excited about the longer term goal. So in those situations, it's not always joyful, but I knew I was headed in the direction I wanted to. The other thing I've learned is that the truth never changes. So, for example, I wanted to start a podcast for four years before I actually started the podcast. It kept coming back for me. It kept coming back up. It didn't go away. I kept thinking about it. I thought it would be too hard. I didn't really know what to do. I didn't know what if in three years I don't want to do it anymore. Should I even start? You know, I, all of those things would go through my mind, but it kept coming up. 
And so what I've learned throughout this process is when things keep coming up and the spirit of restlessness continues to be there, it's my soul telling me something, you know, it's my spirit saying, hey, hey, there's more. There's more. You're not done yet. You're not done yet. And so what I've learned to do is to listen to that voice, even though sometimes it may take four years to listen to that voice and to listen to that spirit and say yes to it, even though I don't quite know where it's leading. I was talking to one of my publishing agents and I said, you know, I feel like one of my next books is going to be Steps in the Dark. Because when you pivot and you make this choice, do I stay in the form even though the spirit has left and I don't like it and I feel like I should blah, 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 blah. And so we stay even though we're zombie-ish in the experience or do we listen to the spirit and follow the joy, follow the energy, follow the passion, follow the excitement. When you make that pivot, as excited as we often are to follow the spirit, it's still typically pretty scary because we often don't know where it's leading. You know, we can have a vision of what we want and all of those things, but we're still doing things we've never done or we're stepping out and owning ourselves and, and showing ourselves more vulnerably than we ever have. Uh, the steps in the dark to me is like, I'm saying yes, but I don't know what this looks like and I'm a little bit scared and it would always be easier to shrink back and allow others to shine versus me trying to really elevate my message. And so it can, but, but the truth never changes. And it kept coming back. You know, the, the, uh, the idea for the book kept coming back. I wanted to take people on a journey where they could discover their passion and discover their gifts and their life purpose and really connect with their own spirit. I wanted their spark to be lit so they could find joy in the daily grind because they knew they were doing something that was powerful and important to them. The truth never changes. And so for me, when I feel this spirit this restlessness, this maybe boredom, this, um, this calling, this desire to move forward, despite maybe the feelings of guilt, maybe the feelings of, I should just be grateful for what I have. I shouldn't want more. Other people would love to be here. I've learned to say yes, consistently scared in the dark. And trust that this is my soul and my spirit teaching me something. Because I've experienced this several times, you know, one experience was at camp. I knew I was excited and felt called to camp. My spirit was leading me to look for camp. I just kept thinking about it. And I thought, what should I, you know, and then uh, the how showed up and I got an email and I said, yes. And then I got in the car to drive, what, 12 hours by myself as a 20-year-old uh, going to a camp I'd never been to with people I didn't know, all of a sudden I thought, oh my gosh, I'm scared. But but there was a greater peace. You know, there was a greater peace. So even though I was a bit nervous and I was scared and I thought, what did I do? Why did I, did I get myself into? I said yes, because the greater truth was there. 
So what I know is that when I follow the spirit, you know, the idea of going to grad school um, was birthed through camp. The idea, you know, all of these things kind of led to something else. And it's always been better than I imagined. It's always been better than I imagined, including our business, better than I imagined. So I've grown this trust with my spirit throughout the years where I'm, sometimes I go, dang it. Uh, really? <laughs> Again? Uh, that's how I felt a little bit um, when I was felt stirred to create uh, the podcast, the journals, design your dream life, things that I really was excited about and wanted to create and, and knew would help uh, the world and my team and beyond. But there was a part of me that was like, this is a pivot. This is a little bit of trying something new. This is a little bit of my spirit moving three steps ahead of where I am now. And it can feel scary and it can feel uh, uncertain and it can feel. But what I know is that despite all of that, I've learned to trust my spirit in the midst of that unknown. And so I said, yes, I said, yes. And does that take away um, the fear? No, not really. It's all still there. But what happens is there's this deeper knowing that if I don't do this, my soul will die. I remember when I did the Dream Space event. This was my first live event in Grand Rapids. We had 100 people or so in the room. And I knew, I knew that I knew that I knew that I had to step out and do my own live workshop event. I knew it. But I can tell you two weeks before the event, I thought, what did I get myself into? I was so scared. I felt so vulnerable. I felt like I was putting my heart on a platter and saying, here, friends, take it. I hope you like it. And it was really scary. And I was in tears the night before. And I, you know, I, I was putting myself out there in a way I never had before. But underneath that fear was this piece of I, I knew I had to regardless if it was perfect or not. I knew I had to because the truth never changes. So what about you? Where are you right now? And have you been feeling the spirit of restlessness? Have you been feeling like you've been called to make pivot or to grow in an area? And the question right now for all of us when we feel this way is do we reignite the form or do we follow the spirit? And I think you know this because you know the deep-seated truth never changes. So I challenge us all, if we're in this spirit of restlessness, wondering what do I do next and what decision do I make and to quiet ourselves down and to really start writing and allow that truth to bubble up. Because I know that at the end of my life, I never want to say, what if? What if I had really given it my all? What if I had really tried? What if I had really stepped out and gone all in on my passions, on what brought me joy, on my excitement, on this, this feeling that I had to create? What if? What if? Because we only have this life right? We only have this life to live. And our job here is to make the best and most 
out of it to impact as many people to grow as much as we can. And the only way we can do that is when we follow that spirit. I want to sit at a rocking chair with my grandchildren all around me when I'm 80 years old. No, maybe. Yeah, I don't know how old I'll be. I've decided I'm living till I'm 98 and I'm dying in my sleep. But <laughs> who knows? But I picture myself um, with all my these grandchildren sitting around me and saying, Grandma, teach me a lesson. You know, what's some wisdom you'd have for me? And I want to I want to have some. And I want to overflow because I've took I've taken steps, even feeling fearful, knowing that I'm following the spirit and it's worked out even better than I have imagined. Guys, your spirit is talking to you, too. God is speaking to you through your spirit and he's he's guiding you every step of the way. Quiet down. Start some journaling. And allow that truth to bubble up for you. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. And remember to dream big. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. I want to hear your aha moment from today's amazing episode. If you could leave a review at whatever podcast player you choose to listen from, Apple Podcast, CastBox, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you're listening from, leave a review and share with us your favorite part of today's episode. Thanks for hanging out and remember to dream big.